We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us on Metroscope this time is Sam Borgesi, president and CEO of Sherry's Management Corporation, Sherry's is the largest full-service family dining chain based in the Pacific Northwest, providing regionally sourced, fresh, made-to-order meals and bring that bring family and friends together. Founded in 1978 and operated by Sherry's Management Corporation of Beaverton, Oregon, each Sherry's Cafe and Pies location is open 24 hours a day with a full menu of breakfast, lunch, and dinner entrees and a large selection of award-winning specialty pies. Mm, that's tasty. With over 4,000 employees, the chain currently has 95 locations throughout Oregon, Washington, California, Idaho, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Borgesi has served as CEO and chairman of board of several large restaurant chains and holding companies. Welcome, Sam. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's, and you know what? I can already tell right away how comfortable you are in a radio booth, and you were even telling me before we did this <laughs> that you have a lot of radio experience. Oh, a little bit. Uh, Nashville, doing uh, interviews with up-and-coming artists. It was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And so now you're here. Uh, first of all, where, I was looking for some pie. Where's the pie at? No pie. <laughs> I, you know, I, I fell down on my job. <laughs> no, you... uh, but I'll send them over. We'll that... send you some boxes over. How many? A dozen? You know, you I, I, man, I think it. I think any free pie around here, people would love a dozen. A dozen works. Perfect. What's is there a pie of the month right now? Or pie of the month? I this wonder. would be pumpkin. Okay, you that know, would make pumpkin sense. Season that would coming make in sense. Here, Thanksgiving. Yes, sneaking up on us. Pumpkin flavored everything these days. Yep. Wherever you go. Yep. Yep. Um, so if you could just tell us, let's just start at kind of the base, just about. Sherry's in general, I, I read a little bit in the introduction about where your locations are and all of that, but just um, what, however you would like to kind of describe the company and how it was founded and kind of where we are now. Yeah, it was founded by Ron and Sharon Burquist in um, they, probably 1979, I think it was December 28th, 1979, and they, uh, they started it in Hermiston, and it was really popular. I just talked to Ron today. A uh, really great guy. He's got Callahan's uh, a lodge down there in uh, Ash- Ashland, uh, Oregon, and uh, really sweet man. Really nice. Really, really nice man. So he, you know, opened up the restaurant. Really successful. Started opening up more. Ended up being the top brand in the Northwest ever since 1979. So you know, it's still, still that brand that people see as their community restaurant, community family dining restaurant. And, and uh, hats off to Ron and, you know, some of the people who are still there have been there for 25, 30 years and uh, carry on that tradition. Mm-hmm. So you're CEO and how did this all come about? Because this is recent within the last year or so, if I'm if I'm correct there. Yeah. Uh, I arrived in, in Oregon and uh, started as CEO of Sherry's in August of 2017. And I was asked by the owners to come in and look at the brand and refresh it for today, you know, make it relevant for today. It's been around for 40 years, celebrating its 40th uh, anniversary coming up in January. Uh, And uh, I was really intrigued, knew about the brand from a previous 
um, look at the brand uh, when I was running carry, uh, Cocos and Caros in Southern California. And uh, we looked at Sherry's as a real competitor. We had some restaurants up here. And so I was pretty familiar with it. It was good brand then. And I thought it had a lot of promise to be relevant again today. Mm-hmm. So as you've taken over, I guess if I could ask what kind of changes have you made or what have you thought about um, just kind of different ways, I guess, as you would say, kind of modernizing it or making it, um, you know, competitive or whatever it would take in today's day and age. Well, we looked at the menu first. Mm-hmm. Everything starts with the food, obviously. Oh, man, the yep. food's good, too. Yeah, so we we looked at that and said, how do we maintain our our loyal customer base? How mm-hmm. do we keep those great breakfast foods there? And and how do we introduce new items, uh, new items that are more relevant today, open-faced sandwiches, melts, and and uh, pot pies, an amazing pot pie. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're really excited about that. So that's really what you're going to be seeing as we uh, roll out with our new Halsey Crossing opening coming up here in a few uh, few days okay. on, uh, on the 8th. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about the community aspect. Sherry's just raised nearly $13,000 for Oregon Food Bank. According to Feeding America, this amount represents up to 130,000 meals that will benefit those who are unsure of where their next meal is going to come from, uh, mostly the elderly and children. Talk to us about that, if you could. Food insecurity uh, in this country is amazingly high. 40% of the population of the U.S. suffers from food insecurity, meaning hunger, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I take that seriously. We're in the restaurant business. The restaurant business wastes about, um, along with um, other other stores and homes, wastes about 133 billion pounds of food a year. And so no one should go hungry in this country. And I take that very, very seriously. As a leader of a company, you know, we look at our waste. We look at anything we can do. We look at leftover product, how we can distribute that back out. And the Feeding America program, which I've done uh, for a number of years now with various brands, um, is just a wonderful program because there are affiliates here. Oregon Food Bank uh, has a tremendous president. She's a real dynamo and real serious about making sure that she addresses hunger in a, in a straightforward way. So it's a pleasure doing business with them, helping them solve a problem that I think is endemic to the country. When you get to 40% of the country being food insecure, having mm-hmm. hunger issues, that's a big number. You said 133 billion pounds. I mean, that's a big number. That's something that I had no idea. I'm sure a lot of people listening are pretty shocked to hear that. Um, Jeez, I hope I'm right. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I just that. I don't that, think I, I don't think I'm wrong. But if someone finds out that I'm wrong, I mean, even half. I mean, half of that, even a billion. I mean, that's all. That's all way too much. I mean, what? I guess. I guess, I mean, what I would say is, you know, kind of how does that happen? And then what are things that you're doing? Obviously, you said as a leader of a company, you take that very seriously. How do you kind of help reduce that number? Well, we reduce it by moving as much food as we can that might be uh, food that that we would normally not use or uh, maybe have overordered, and we move that out to uh, the food banks, and they distribute it to various charities around the city and the communities that we're doing business in. The other part is to make sure that we are responsible about our business, that we're not ordering too much food and that we're not wasting it in the first place. And the last thing is to uh, uh, an area that I really look forward to is starting a composting program where the food can go in, into a composting uh, 
group that actually collects the food and then takes it over and, and uh, makes sure that it's used, reused. I think all of those efforts are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Sherry's Reaches Out Beyond Borders, the entire Hunger Action Month initiative executed through Sherry's Management Corporation, spanned eight states, 24 local food banks, and raised over $62,000 for local food banks, providing up to 620,000 meals for those in need. That That's really impressive work. I, I was hoping we would do better. Really? But okay. um, the fact that you're going to feed 600,000 or serve 600,000 meals... Mm-hmm. Is um, is something that um, I'm really proud of, and I'm proud of our team that did it. You know, it's it's 93 restaurants, 40 people in every restaurant. They do. They actually raised all that money. They actually served all those meals uh, vicariously through their fundraising efforts, and uh, I'm really proud of them. Would I like to have seen it be a hundred thousand dollars? It would be great if it was a million dollars, and we'll continue to try to move that number up every year. Uh-huh. So let's talk about your impact with students and kind of the educational side of things. So um, I have here, because important educational arts programs tend to be the first to receive budget cuts, beginning in 2019, Sherry's Management Group plans to spend $100,000 for the year in music education grants. These funds are meant to benefit local primary and secondary public schools, as well as local community college music programs. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of people are very appreciative of and love to hear about the arts and everything and how important that is. I know my mom's a school teacher, so I'm sure she would have appreciate that effort as well. I mean, I think we all would as far as kind of the arts go. How did that effort come about for you guys? Well, it came about uh, from a program I started in Nashville. So we talked about radio. We talked about Nashville and music scene there and the restaurant company, Logan's Roadhouse. We had a similar grants program. It was something that uh, I've played music since I was seven. So loving music the way I do, knowing that there's a shortage of instruments and other uh, other uh, compliments to the music program in school, in schools, it was really something that we thought might or might not work. We we said we would try it. So we sent four thousand letters out, twenty eight states, and in a matter of two weeks, we had uh, requests for four million dollars worth of grants, more than we could ever. Fulfill. It was an amazing eye-opener that there is really a need for subsidizing the arts programs, both in the fine arts and the music arts, mm-hmm. in schools between K and uh, and community college. Mm-hmm. And then why do you think that's important, uh, you know, as far as just making sure arts are funded for either the youth or even at the community college level? I think all the cultural events uh, in our communities are super important to the to the overall education of of children and for all grades and without that kind of support then it is left to teachers like your your mom to mm-hmm. come in there and say here I'm going to buy this and some teachers spend 2 3000 dollars a year or more in supplies that the schools do not fund mm-hmm. and what we recognized in the music program because part of the program was the students had to create an essay and tell us why they deserved a grant and we had essays that were handwritten. We had essays that were written by, obviously, children in uh, you know probably grades one through five. Uh, we had bands that created songs for their grants. Wow. But at the end of it, it was all down to one, one single uh, desire, and that was to have the instruments and to have the, the necessary uh, uh, sheet music and other things that made their music important to them. Mm-hmm. Important to them. So... 
I think it's um, I think it's a worthwhile program. We're going to see if it works here in Oregon. It worked mm-hmm. really well in 26 states mm-hmm. uh, through that program, but it's a music and uh, music and arts program uh, grant that we're going to do annually. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit at the start about the money that you guys rank, <clears throat> pardon me, raised for Oregon Food Bank. Um, and if we could just kind of localize this a little bit even more just as far as kind of where you see your guys's impact here uh you know as far as kind of where where you're working in the community whether it's the arts or with food banks or or whatever as far as kind of how you guys are localizing these community efforts how would you kind of describe that well it's really easy so what we'll do is we'll we'll create this grants program uh we will do the same thing we will ask them to tell us why they deserve it, and then we will have a committee that selects it. We may take some people from the local music schools to make that uh, to help us determine who the best uh, recipients should be, and then we'll go around and actually visit the schools and hand them the money. Sometimes it's an instrument they want, and sometimes it's sheet music, and sometimes it's a bunch of other things. So mm-hmm. it's a. I, I think it's going to be a great program, and every community will be touched in in the ninety three locations that we have. And you were playing guitar growing up, would you say? I played, uh, well, I'll be embarrassed here for a second. Uh, I played accordion when I was really, really young. Um, It comes with the Italian heritage. I think you get one at birth. But, um, (laughs) you know, after that, I gravitated to guitar. And and bass guitar is one of my favorite uh, instruments. It's one I I really like. Uh, I'm a rhythm player if I'm playing guitar in any form. And then I like free form. I've taken jazz free form piano lessons and so I, I enjoy that as well okay i took piano lessons growing up i don't know if i'm as good as uh, if i would be as good as you are but mm. what uh what are what what are some of your your favorite bands or if you're i mean if you're a bass guitar player what are we what are we oh, talking ma- here? mainly jazz and i've kind of okay um backed away from it a little bit so i'd be really loath i mean loath, i would really hesitate to say who's my favorite okay yeah i was putting you on the spot there that's okay <laughs> that's okay um, so as far as, uh, the environmentally conscious side of these efforts being made by Sherry's, so, uh, taking the top spot out of all businesses in the Pacific Northwest and water comfort conservation improvements, according to the federal department of energy, Sherry's also recycles its cooking oil into environmentally friendly fuel that results in the reduction of CO2 emissions and cleaner air for all. Also, Sherry's has converted all of its lighting to led lighting, which conserves energy, in its local communities. I think that's something that maybe an average customer wouldn't even think about, you know, just walking into a restaurant, in any restaurant, but those are, you know, cool environmental efforts that you guys are making there. And we get acknowledged as the top in the Pacific Northwest for having done that by the Department of Energy. I met with the Secretary of the Department of Energy in Washington uh, a few months ago, maybe six, seven months ago, uh, where we received an award for our efforts. And we have a person, Jodine Scott, who has done an amazing job at uh, Sherry's. And, and Sherry's is a leader in that area. Again, you're going to find a common thread that social responsibility through our communities is high on our list, along with uh, having really a friendly environment uh, to serve great food at great value. That's mm-hmm. really what Sherry's is about. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the uh, food waste, if we could. Restaurant mm-hmm. stores and homes create approximately 133 billion pounds of waste each year. That's what you were talking about earlier, 25 to 40% of the total food supply. 85% of the waste goes into landfills. And when 44 million food uh, 
ensure people in the U.S. this level of waste must be one of the restaurant's primary business objectives. And I know you were kind of talking about that earlier, but just to go back to that, I mean, that's just such a huge number. And you were talking about, I think, uh, kind of the, the landfill effort, if I remember that correctly. But what are some of the efforts that are going into uh, the food waste reduction again? Well, on the food waste reduction, the best we can do at the restaurants at the moment is make sure that all the food that we're not going to use gets redistributed before its expiration date. There are organizations that do that around the country. The next thing we can do is is to compost as much of the food left on the plate as possible. We think that's really super important. Uh, The last thing probably is to be really uh, careful of our, our waste in general. It's a good business practice, but more importantly, you know, be really conscious about what we're ordering and making sure that we're not wasting any food mm-hmm. within the food chain. Mm-hmm. And then do you get involved with maybe uh, kind of local businesses uh, or uh, soup kitchens, so to say, with with that effort at all? I mean, I'm just just curious kind of from a local level how that would work. That, that would be the source of the food that we would pick up with the expiration dates. Uh-huh. They would go back to uh, Cisco uh, Food Distribution Company here in mm. Oregon has a great relationship with the Oregon Food Bank, and the Oregon Food Bank has its own trucks. Uh, we're making a very big effort to collaborate with them to make sure that they pick up the food and distribute it where it should, where it can be most useful. Mm-hmm. And then, just as far as kind of engaging with the community, are you guys? Uh, you know, putting on a- events. I know you, we are. We obviously talked about it at the start with the money that you're raising for the food bank, but uh, are there events that maybe people can get people in the community can get involved in? Or are you guys going to be out in the community? How do people, how do people kind of engage with you and, and vice versa? Well, if you're coming to the restaurants, uh, one of the programs we're doing internally in the company is our employees are encouraged to go out into the community and work at the food bank itself. We do that. We've mm-hmm. done it in the past. We've done things like, um, clean up parks during storms in, in New York. So the teams that that usually work with me usually are very engaged and very excited about being engaged in the communities in which they live. And I, I just think that's uh, one of the best parts of having 30, 40 people that really get excited, every restaurant really get excited about uh, participating. Also in our support center, which is the group that really supports all 144 restaurants we have throughout the three brands, uh, they are volunteers in these efforts, and they go and pack food and and help uh, Oregon Food Bank get prepared for how these this food is distributed. And we think that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone who walks into the restaurant as a guest and wants to donate food or donate money for these efforts, you're welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it's pumpkin pie month. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. Pumpkin pie month. I mean, how many of those pies are you guys selling a week? Do you have any idea off the top of your head? A lot. Uh, <laughs> That's probably it's the about most accurate answer. It's, it's, a lot. it's about uh, you know, I would I would take a wild guess, but it's about eight yeah. percent of our business. So we go through quite a bit of quite a bit of pies. Okay, and so just as far you know the um, the fact that it we're in we're in the fall season right now, which is a beautiful time in in the state of Oregon and in the Pacific Northwest in general. And I know it's it's Pumpkin Month, but do you guys have any other? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I should say events or specialties or anything like that kind of coming up around the holidays. Oh, we have the holiday meals. Okay. You got to catch those. So okay. we have these holiday meals that you can feed a family of four or six from uh, from what we put together for you. They're really good ham and turkey. I'm actually looking oh. forward to that. Okay. And we also then uh, 
everyone at the restaurant support center for Sherry's uh, has the option of taking a turkey that they're gifted from, you know, as part of their bonus or part of their uh, holiday uh, gifts. And they can actually gift that turkey back to a family. And it's amazing. Most of them do. Wow. So uh, that's another thing that seems to run very deep within the Sherry system is a sense of family and community. You said that, uh, I'm sorry, so you said that restaurant customers who come in can do that? Or is oh. it, or, or it's in, You know, it's that's an idea. <laughs> I, I must, <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. You know, look, one of, the, one of the things that we <laughs> always are conscious of is how could you really get your, your guests in your restaurants to participate with you yeah. in a manner that's positive and, uh-huh. and can be distributed correctly? Um, the only thing that keeps that from happening is just the ability to you know have the controls necessary for food safety and, and making sure that that food goes where it belongs. Uh-huh. So, um, But thanks for the idea. We'll yeah. do that. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Feel free to take it. Yeah, I'll assume that tomorrow 95 turkeys will turn up at some of our restaurants and I'll have to find a place for them. But that won't be a difficult thing to do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, I mean, because uh, you know it is the holiday season, it always feels like efforts around town maybe kind of ramp up um, as far as feeding people who are, uh, you know, in unfortunate situations or in tough situations in in their life at the moment. Um, I mean, are there kind of any, any events that we should be aware of as far as like kind of com- community food drives or, or things like that that you guys are doing that are especially around the holidays? I mean, you did mention that the turkey uh, kind of re- re-gift. Yeah, so we may... We may during the actual holidays, so on 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 Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, mostly Christmas Day. Uh, in the past, we've um, opened up the restaurant to uh, families who aren't normally eating out and eating in restaurants, and and uh, they get free meals at the restaurant for that particular day. We don't know if we'll do that this year because we're okay. kind of running late against the the clock, but. Um, it's a great program, and it's an amazing thing to watch as people, you know, enjoy family meals that don't ever get out to have family meals in restaurants. It's, mm-hmm. it's another grat, you know, a really gratifying way of giving back. Mm-hmm. I was looking on your guys' website, seeing um, boys and girls clubs that you guys are raising money for, uh, a military discount, Meals on Wheels. Would you mind just kind of talking about each of those? Uh, the two that of those that I think are really dynamic, which is the military discounts, um, we made that permanent this this year. So all military, active and uh, non-active, uh, receive a ten percent discount. I just think that's a program that I support. It's a program the company supports. Mm-hmm. We had done it off and on from what I understand over the years, but we made it permanent this year. The um, the Boys and Girls Club, I, I think one of the areas that uh, communities really suffer from is after school, the lack of after school programs. And no one does that better than the Boys and Girls Club, especially mm-hmm. in Oregon. And we're going to support that in a big way. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things where the more that uh, the after school programs can take children off out of the latchkey type situation, off the streets and into programs where they can learn and participate with other people, other other kids, um, that, that's really the way to go for that program. And we're, we're really excited about doing that with the uh, Halsey Crossing uh, uh, opening where the Boys and Girls Club of Gresham is 
really active and really, really on top of that program. Mm -hmm. That's outstanding. And then just in general, your guys' ongoing support that I was reading a little bit about, a combination of gifts, sponsorships, discounts, and donations as far as just providing ongoing community building support in many ways. So it's not it's not just those programs, but it's various kind of gifts around town. Well, we do that. We, what we do, we do do those individuals. Um, but what we really try to do is harness all of the ability that we have uh, financially and with it, with our employees' energy to focus in on the areas that we can make the biggest impact. Um, it's always easy to give $5 here or $10, $10 there or discounts here or discounts there. Uh, but if you really want to have a major impact, concentrate on two or three really large projects or projects in which we can manage and make a big difference in those. We do that. That's our centerpiece of what we do. All right, Sam, is there anything else that I may have missed? Have I asked you about the the uh, the pies? Should I ask you more about the pies, the menu no, items? No, no the, pies, the, no the menu community? items. Oh, yeah, we have great melts. You know, great. We have a new menu. It's yeah. really fantastic. <laughs> Melted open, open face sandwiches. No, you've covered it all. You, covered you, it all. I really, really appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, thank you for being here. It was fun to talk to a guy who has some radio experience as well. Ah, yeah. It's oh. fun actually when you when you do it for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. All I think right, you, I think good. you have me a little bit in terms of experience, but I'm on no, my way. No, no, I'm not so sure that's true. <laughs> All right, thanks, Sam. You bet. Thank you. We were talking today with Sam Borgesi, president and CEO of Sherry's Management Corporation. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.